This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Paul Froze. I'm a sociologist at Baylor University. I have done some research into meaning. Uh, probably most recently, I have published a book called On Purpose, How We Create uh, a Life of Meaning. So I, I personally don't really distinguish between meaning and purpose. To me, meaning is this kind of more global sense of we just create meaning immediately through our interaction with the world. And then the question is like, what kind of meaning are we creating? To me, the kind of the three things are, where do we belong? Who are we? What are our identities? And what are what is our purpose? And in, in sociology and psychological research, uh, people develop or they attempt to develop measures of this stuff. So, for instance, um, where do we belong? There's kind of scales that look at the extent to which you feel that you matter to other people so that you you feel like, oh, I am important to others and they are important to me. So there's a belonging here in terms of identity. Uh, researchers try to measure um, to what extent do I feel like I have personal control in my life? So I kind of know who I am and then I feel like I have power over that. So it's kind of an empowerment measure. And then finally, purpose. Um, so there, there are measures of, do you feel like you have purpose in life? Um, and so that, that to me is kind of a, a measure of you think or you feel like you know what you should be doing in your life. You've written about the relationship between meaning and modernity, so I, I was wondering if you could describe um, at, at a high level, you know, what what are the the larger structural and ideological changes that undergo to change how we relate to meaning, and 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 why is it that it doesn't affect everyone equally? Modernity's brought a lot of good things. Obviously, I think you know maybe democracy and better medicine and things like this. 
Um, but with it, there are a lot of negative ramifications. One is maybe this isn't necessarily negative, but it can have negative uh, effects, and that is ideological pluralism. So we're, we're kind of exposed to all kinds of new ideas and philosophies and religions and people of different cultures, and I think that's good in terms of promoting uh, tolerance. Um, but it can also have a, a negative effect. And that is that you don't kind of know what to believe anymore. It seems like there are so many options out there that it gets overwhelming. Um, and part of that in having all of these options and having these ideologies and religions to choose from is that it seems like you have to make a choice. Um, and again, that could be freeing in the sense, oh, I, I have this this menu of things that I can do or believe um, but it can also be damaging in that if I don't know how to make that choice, then I feel like I failed, right? It's like I'm supposed to have a purpose in life. I'm supposed to have a meaningful life. And I have all these range of opportunities and options, but I don't know which is which and which is the best for me. And so what happens is I failed. I hadn't picked one. I didn't get one. And so I think part of modernity it provides this idea that you can choose what to be. Um, but in having choice, there's the possibility that I don't pick the right thing or I, am, I don't have an idea of what I should be. So I think that's one aspect of modernity. Uh, another is, and I think this is linked to globalization and technology. These are all kind of interlinked, um, is we're exposed to, especially in social media today, we're exposed to this world and we tend to think comparatively, right? And so I, I want to be a person that belongs. I want to have an identity. I want to have a purpose. And now I'm exposed to this whole world of people. And what happens is, well, I don't really match up too well with them. Right. I, I clearly am not as talented as the people I see on social media or as beautiful or as successful or as interesting. And so the range of people and things that I can compare myself to has widened with modernity. Before I could be in my own neighborhood or in my own town and be like, wow, you know, I'm pretty talented. I know how to play the guitar. Um, but now who cares if I can play the guitar? You know, the, now I'm be, I, I can compare myself to all these amazing people. Plus, a lot of social media is probably fictional in the sense that the comparisons aren't even that fair and that people are presenting themselves in ways that maybe aren't real if I got to know them in person. Um, and then finally, I think something that's also, again, these things are all interconnected, is the the world is kind of overtaken by a commercial capitalism, which has its own kind of ethos to it, its own moral worldview. Um, and as I get kind of sucked into this, this commercial capitalism world of ads that completely surround me and kind of infect my thinking, what happens? Well, what, what does belonging mean in this new world? Well, belonging means being popular, getting lots of likes. That means people are paying attention to me. Um, what is identity in this commercial capitalist world? Well, uh, that's my brand. How do I sell myself to other people? 
Um, what's my purpose? Well, I guess it's to make money and be famous. And so the world of commercial capitalism or the ethos that I think comes with modernity starts to provide a moral worldview that's damaging to the individual. And so I think all of these things combined make us feel more isolated, more lonely, more confused. And that all has a, a damaging impact on my sense of purpose and my sense of moral meaning in the world. Individualism does have a good quality to it, it is that you do want to feel agency and empowerment in your world, right? I'm just not this cog in this machine. However, it can get too far. And I think that's where we are in our culture. It's like we've, we've fetishized the individualism. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. I'm an individual. I'm not ruled by anyone else. But it's not true. It's a fiction. Um, and then in trying to live that fiction, you're going to realize this is not working. And the only reason it's not working, well, it's now it's an eye fault. Um, and so this kind of this endless cycle of kind of self-analysis and also self-blame. One of the ways the modern individual escapes issues of identity and purpose is to occupy themselves all of the time, right? So we are living in the world of entertainment and you can work forever and you have your phone, so you're never not at work. And on, in a way that solves those existential problems because you don't have to think about them because you always have something else to do. But of course, you're not really solving them because you're just kind of leading your life in this kind of sheep-like way of always being on to the next entertainment or the next task without ever sitting back and saying, well, why am I doing any of this stuff? And is it making me happy? Or like, So there's no kind of questioning of that, which interestingly enough, I think the pandemic we're experiencing is upending that process. Right, We cannot entertain ourselves and occupy ourselves at the same level we used to be able to. And what does that mean? Oh, my God, I have to look at myself in the mirror now and kind of sit with myself. And the demons that are coming out are pretty frightening. And so I do think we have a mental health crisis in our country right now, mainly because we're isolated. We can't entertain ourselves and we have to look in the mirror. The problems that we might have with ourselves are issues that are relating to this macro reality that we have very little control over. You have to focus on the micro, not the self necessarily, but the micro social. Who are your friends? Who are your family? Those are the people that you should be thinking about. How can I care for them? How do they care for me? How can I tighten my bond with them? How can I feel good about myself in their presence? Um, versus, and try your best, I don't know if we can do this, to start to cut out the noise that we get from the macro level. And that is the media, the constant assault on us from the outrage industries, this social media, this constant assault of I have to be interesting and talented and beautiful and, and be popular. 
If we can start to block those things out and start to focus more on the local, I think that that would have the best benefit for somebody's mental health. Making Meaning is a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. It is produced by me, Zachary Davis, and Jack Pombriand. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by sharing the show with your friends, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, visit our website at ministryofideas.org. You can connect with us on Twitter, where we're at Ministry of Ideas. You can also email us at Zachary at ministryofideas.org. We would love to hear from you. Ministry of Ideas is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a Boston-centric collective of smart, idea-driven podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at hubspokeaudio.org.